The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, live from the League Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Excited to be with you here in hour number two. Taking you all the way home from wherever you may be. Your drive time sports talk station. Yeah, <laughs> we are the station. We're the, we're, we're the whole drop time sports talk. <laughs> oh man, what's going on, man? Mo, this is, this has been a good Tuesday. It has been a good Tuesday, although I'm a little stumped. I'm over here tr- trying to make sure I don't embarrass myself in the final segment of the day. And you're on your pizza? Yeah, I feel you. As we. We typically prepare for this because we typically have our top five topic in advance. Before three o'clock on Tuesday. We forgot that it was Tuesday because JP messed us up yesterday. We we thought it was Sunday. (laughs) They do start to run together. They all just run together. There's no question there. Feels like Groundhog Day. (laughs) Just keeps over and over. Yeah. As we continue our Southeastern Conference football previews we are joined by tupelo daily journal sports writer parish alford to talk about the rebs and lane kiffin who in these parts it's hard to say his name without getting pitchforks but it is what it is parish thanks for joining us man hey guys how are you Doing well, Parrish. Appreciate you uh, taking some time with us this afternoon. Um, you know, before before we get too much into Ole Miss 2021, I want to revisit a comment that, that my colleague just made here. Um, Lane Kiffin coached up here one year. Well, not up here, but three hours to the east as a infamous Vanderbilt coach was fond of saying back in the day. Um didn't necessarily leave on the best of terms. Yeah, I don't know that he talks very often about that, but what is the reaction to Kiffin down there relative to his brief stay in Knoxville, or is there one? You know, I haven't heard a whole lot about, excuse me, about Lane and his time in, in Knoxville. I mean, since he's been here, everything has been about, you know, 
yes, what he accomplished at Florida Atlantic, and he you know won a lot of games there. But more to the point, uh, that he spent three years on Nick Saban's staff, and and is one of several uh, coaches who have gone on and been on staff there uh, after you know for whatever reasons, having having left other jobs. Uh, a lot of emphasis has been put on his relationship with Nick Saban. He's talked about that a lot. He's credited uh, Nick Saban for, you know, things that he has learned and helping him become a better coach. And and honestly, there just hasn't been a lot of talk about his time in Knoxville or at USC. I mean, when, uh, when people talk about Lane Kiffin around here uh, and about what he, what he did before he got to Ole Miss, it usually just kind of ends with uh, his time at Alabama. Well, I can certainly understand why he would want to dismiss the USC portion of his uh, previous tenures. Here at Tennessee, he was – the problem is that he was good. He was pretty good. <laughs> Coming off a five and six year and a loss to Wyoming from Philip Fulmer, I, we, we thought we had a good uh, a great coach coming, and the next thing you know – yeah, and, and I, gone. I, I think they did, and and yeah, I think that's probably why the the but that, irritation. That but, being said, he's a much better coach now than he was then, having been a part of Nick Saban's staff. I think, and also his maturity level. Yeah, having been through everything <laughs> he's been through, right. I think since he left Knoxville. So I think that's a, that's a key, guys. When you when you look at this, uh, you know, I kind of compare. Uh, Lane Kiffin right now to what LSU has uh, in Ed Ogeron. Okay, uh, Ed wasn't uh, ready to be a head coach uh, when he was at Ole Miss. Okay, uh, few of us are as good in our first jobs as, mm. as we will become. You know, you, you hope that it's going to work out that way. Uh, LSU got a more mature version of coach, uh, a coach who had learned some things. Also at USC, and, uh, former former USC head coach Ed right. Well, they were they were both together, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah, right, right. Good friends, good friends. I mean, you know, Ole Miss hopes they have that more mature version of Lane Kiffin. So we'll see. One thing that Lane Kiffin tends to do is he takes quarterbacks where they are and elevates their play, and. I think Matt Corral is just the latest exhibit in that. Oh, uh, absolutely. I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, I'll tell you, we didn't know as beat writers what we were going to see from Ole Miss last year. Didn't know what we were going to see from Matt Corral. Uh, in, in 2019, he was kind of a square peg in a round hole. He was the passing quarterback in a running offense. Uh, so, you know, he completed about fifty nine percent, and look, you know there was there was no body of work for him at the college level to remotely suggest that he was about to lead the nation in total offense. Hmm. You know, it, there just wasn't. Uh, I look at Matt Corral right now. Uh, a lot of these, uh, you know, drafts, draft stock reports, and things like that, and and you know, there are people who. Um, are slow to embrace him, I think, because of his interception. And uh, he threw 14 of them last year. Clearly, that's a number that he and Lane want to see reduced. But when I look at this, he had 14 interceptions last year 
11 of them came in two games. Okay, He had six against Arkansas, five against LSU. So two games when he really kind of let the, his uh, recklessness come through. Uh, but the other part of that is you don't get to six interceptions against Arkansas if your coach pulls you out of the game, lets you look at the game a little bit, maybe regain some composure. Uh, but Lane didn't do that. He's kind of left him in there, left him in there against LSU. Uh, you know, and so you can debate that. Should he have pulled him? Should he have uh, put him on the side, let him watch, uh, given somebody else a chance? Um, after the third interception, I'm sitting up, sitting up there thinking, yes, yes, he should. But in both of those games, and, and this was as impressive as anything else that Ole Miss did last year, um, he, you have six turnovers. You had seven because somebody fumbled along the way. And yet you're in position to win the game on the last drive. You know, you have all those turnovers and all those mistakes, and yet on the last drive of the game, you've got the ball, and you have a chance to win. Same thing at LSU. Both of those drives ended in turnovers, which was kind of a theme for those games. (laughs) But you you had a chance. But I'm saying, (laughs) but you you reach that point in the game after all those turnovers, and you still have a chance to win. And it's not like they didn't get anything done on offense in those games. You know, uh, so that's to me. Yeah, everybody wants to see Corral reduce the interceptions. I think you'll see that. But if you're only looking at 14 interceptions over the course of a season, that really, you know, you might you might think there's more recklessness there than there really is. This defense that gave up 38.3 points a game has got to improve. Where have they improved, and will they be better than last year? Yeah, that, that's the, those are the ones you wanted to pull out of the games last year. <laughs> can can yeah. we throw anybody yeah. else out there? <laughs> yeah, so, somebody, somebody had to go out there. Uh, look, I think they're going to be better, and you're just not going to know until they play some games. So they were very intentional, as you might expect, in the offseason about improving that defense. And obviously, Lane really evaluated that as a talent problem. He didn't evaluate last year's defense as a coaching problem. He made only one change on his staff in the offseason. He replaced uh, defensive line coach Deke Adams with Randall Joyner from SMU. Uh, The rest of the defensive staff is back. They signed a bunch of players on that side of the ball, a lot of defensive backs. Got Chance uh, Campbell they, out of all Big Ten selection out right, of Chance yeah. Campbell at linebacker. Yeah, and they, they, I was fixing to say they've done it at, at every level. They signed high school kids, junior college kids, got a big signee in Taiwan Malone, the defensive tackle out of uh, 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 excuse me, New Jersey. Uh, you know, that they signed all levels of players, and, and I just think uh, I think they're going to be better. You'll have some returning players who will be coached up a little better. They'll, you know, they'll contribute. They've got a lot of different newcomers to plug in. I, I think they're going to be better on that side of the ball. Speaking with Parrish Alford of the Tupelo Daily Journal, and Parrish, as you look at the Ole Miss schedule, uh, I don't know who has this game circled bigger or in red or whatever, but November 6th, Liberty comes to the Grove. <laughs> you know, when that game uh, – 
got on the schedule. You know, they all those games, you know, they schedule those games like 15 years in advance. Uh, you know, you're just thinking that's another uh, uh, non-conference November game, which, which honestly I like in the SEC. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it comes at a time where, you know, under most circumstances, you look at that and you think, hey, you got a chance to get some people healthy. You know, it, it could be almost like another open date. Well, it's far from that <laughs> this uh, year. for Ole Miss. One of the top quarterbacks, that quarterback matchup is going to be fun. One of the top quarterbacks in the country coming in to face off against the Rebs. So. Yeah, they'll hope they're better on defense at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no doubt. You know, so uh, very, very interesting game there. You know, Hugh Freeze uh, is a good coach on any given game day anyway. But uh, he'll be uh, highly motivated for that game. No question. Ole Miss looking to break into that SEC West top tier, which is almost impossible to do. But speaking with us today is Parrish Alford of the Tupelo Daily Journal. Parrish, thanks so much for your insight into the Rebels. Uh, We're always looking at Ole Miss. We enjoy the the Rebels and, and Lane Kiffin. So thank you for taking some time with us today. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good evening. Yes, sir. And he knew it was evening. <laughs> he knew. After, we didn't. It took us a while. But it's we, after 5 o'clock. Exactly. It's after 5. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the NFL. It's cut down day. Uh, some names that we expected, some we did not, or at least I did not. So we'll tell you what those are and who those are on the other side of the break. Don't forget, it's Top 5 Tuesday. Best pizza coming up. Around 545. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Jet, returns to the Lee Company studio right after this. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. two-tone blue covering the teams you care about it's only on southern middle tennessee sports today live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow 
Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are coming to you live from the Lee Company Studio, 26 minutes past hour number two. Taking you all the way home this evening on Tuesday. Almost to hump day. That's exciting. On week one of high school football. We probably should remind our listeners in Franklin County on 94.5 we The Eagle that following our show today, Will Davis will have Sports Mix Live from Sports 6 to Mix 7. Live. So um, be sure and check that out. If you're listening on 94.5 The Eagle, WZYX, Will Davis, Sports Mix Live coming up right after this show. Every Tuesday and Thursday. so And it's Tuesday. We, we've established that. We have very well established that today is Tuesday. Hey, before we get into the NFL, I just saw this, and I thought it was interesting as we were talking about uh, the the Braves earlier, but Ozzie Albies, this is, this is insane, ranks first in the National League in extra base hits. Second in total bases. Second and RBIs with eighty three, and fifth in runs scored. It's almost as if if there is a an Atlanta Brave who deserves to be in the MVP talks, it's the guy to the right of Freddie Freeman. Mm. Well, you know, finally the Braves broadcast crew mentioned Austin Riley. As an MVP candidate, I think there and, are a lot of them out there, uh, and and I because there's you, not I, a clear front runner, there's a lot of them out there. But, but I feel like you know, to your point, I feel like both Ozzy, particularly, you know, folks, Braves fans, because we are pessimists, but there is a faction that doesn't like his strikeouts in the leadoff spot, but his overall numbers, as you just pointed out. You know, both he and and Riley, what they have done, you know, over the past couple of months or more, it certainly puts him in position for that type of consideration, I would think. And, you know, Freddie does it so quietly, for one thing, that, I mean, it's just, just, as I say in sports, steady Eddie, you know, um, he he, I don't know. I, I would feel like both those guys are more more deserving of consideration for MVP than you know the reigning MVP as of this moment. But we're still in the middle of August, and by the time it gets over with, I would imagine Freeman will be right there as well. So there you go. Um, as we get into the football season, want to let you guys know kind of how things are going to work. Uh, this you, week, you you know how things are going to work. This week, notwithstanding, more so uh, next week. This is kind of how it will go. We're going to talk a lot of high school football, almost exclusively on Thursday. All right, so on Thursdays, you're going to get pretty much high school football coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee, even expanding into our our radio listening area obviously franklin county and 
Uh, we'll we'll go west and northwest up to Dixon and that area. We're we're, we're going to talk a lot about high school football on Thursdays. You're you're going to hear that. We'll have guests on. We'll have coaches on that sort of thing. Uh, I want you guys to be prepared for that if you are looking for. Uh, we will try to talk Braves as we normally do, uh, but it may be a shorter segment than than normal. On Fridays, specifically starting next week, we will talk almost exclusively college football and pro football as we prepare for the Saturday and Sunday games that continue or that will start, obviously, after our Friday show. On Friday nights after our show ends, there will be a 49-minute high school football preview show starting this week. So you will hear about the big the big four games in each grand division of the state. We will talk about 12 major games going, going on across the state, and we will hopefully be able to talk to some coaches as well on that show and other sports writers from across the state. That will air from 6 to about 6.50 on Friday nights right here on WKOM and ZYX. And then it will take you right to the stadium on Friday nights. So with pregames starting about 10 minutes before kickoff on both stations. So that's kind of how things are going to go. We want you to be prepared for that. Uh, Mondays, we're just going to react. You know, what happened on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? It's going to be two hours of just reactions to all the all sports. I mean, just like we've been doing. We're, we've been reacting to what happened over the weekend in sports for a while. Our NASCAR segment moves to Wednesday starting this week. So if you're looking forward to T. Willie each and every week, you can hear him on the final segment at 545 on Wednesdays. All right. Now we did some housekeeping. <laughs> Talk a little bit about some of these players that have been uh, released as of today. Obviously, on top of that list is Jacksonville tight end Tim Tebow. Tebow wasn't the only tight end, but um, we'll get back to that in just a second because the Titans put four guys in the street, a couple of defensive backs, Maurice Smith and Reggie Floyd, along with tight end Deion Yelder and a special teamer, James Smith. So uh, apparently everyone had to be at 85 players on their roster by 3 o'clock central time today. So those were the four cuts that the Titans made to get there. Um but in terms of um, visibility, I guess, Tim Tebow is obviously the biggest cut of the day. And we talked a little bit about his his block. Was it the Bengals that they were playing? I don't know. Yeah. It was bad. It, it, yeah. Um, I think... This was expected to be the way this would play out from the moment he signed with the Jaguars. I don't know that it was necessarily expected to take place this early, but did you really think that Tim Tebow was going to go into the regular season as a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars 53-man roster? Yes, I did. I told you why. I really thought that this was a ploy to get him 
his pension and be done. And, and then they know, could cut him. And and you know, I never I never thought about that. He was only like five games short. That makes sense because it's on, his buddy on, on a right? level, yeah. Because Urban Meyer doing his his dude a solid, but so if that was the case, or if that was the thought process, I wonder what changed. Which makes me think maybe that wasn't the thought. It probably process. wasn't, and that was just my that was my opinion on it. Yeah, and and again, it, I mean, it's a theory. You know but, me. Yeah, Captain Chaos. Um, One name that kind of surprises me as this player made the postseason roster for Tampa Bay last year as a wide receiver, Josh Pearson. Uh, Pearson, the Jacksonville State graduate and record holder for most consecutive games with a reception for the Gamecocks. He was let go along with Cameron Kinley and Daquan Hampton from the Bucks. In, interesting name here, which I, I'm very surprised, especially considering his injury status, is Carrion Johnson was released today and didn't really expect him to be part of any release because of his injury status. I figured, you know, you can put him on the IL, whatever. But they went ahead and released him, so uh, is what it is. After last year and the the injury he sustained, and it, I, I don't know that you're going to see Carryon Johnson back in the NFL, and that's unfortunate because that I thought he had a lot of upside as a running back in the league. But injuries will 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 be the the death of many. Uh, yeah, uh, that's unfortunate. Um. Minnesota cut wide receiver Blake Pro, and if that name means anything to you, it's because his dad is former NFL receiver Ricky Pro, who played, I think, for the Panthers, among others. Um, let's see. Um, no Panthers. Just. He finished up with, well, he played three of his final four seasons in Carolina. Finished up with the Colts. Um, played with the Phoenix slash Arizona Cardinals, the Seahawks, Bears, Cart and Cardinals again. No, sorry, Rams. So he would have been on that Rams um, Super Bowl championship team. Along go. with Isaiah Bruce and... Tory Holt, yeah, the yeah. Isaac, Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt, yes. yeah, yeah, Tory Holt from from NC State. I, yes. I knew the school, I couldn't come up with the name, but yeah, he was he was the third receiver on that team. So. Justin Hardy released by the Chicago Bears. I know that it's, it's like Justin Hardy. Where have I heard that name before? He played he played for the Falcons for a good a good minute. Uh, so apparently he was not among those to make the cuts for the Bears. If you're if you're struggling to make the Bears roster as a wide receiver, might be in trouble. That's all I'm saying. Uh other names of note. Let's see here. I had had one that was pretty interesting was um as I'm looking at the NFL cuts tracker. Is um Lamar Miller 
former running back for the Texans. The Texans, right? yeah, he he was cut by Washington. Um, Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver, cut by Washington. And I guess Marvin Hall, who spent a lot of time with the Detroit Lions and caught a ton of touchdowns uh, for those Lions. 18 over his career. Uh, He was cut by the Patriots, and that's another one if you're struggling to make the Patriots roster. (laughs) A couple of guys cut by the Raiders with um, some – Somewhat local ties, I guess. Uh, Bo Scarborough, who played at, at Alabama, was cut. And ex-Vanderbilt receiver Caleb Scott, both cut by the Raiders today. Yeah, Scarborough, man, that, coming out of high school, the dude was just he, – he was exactly what a lot of people – well, he is the person they expected to become what Derrick Henry became. And he never really lived up to that expectation, unfortunately. Uh, but also, Derrick Henry did at the same time. So, he, you know, there, therein lies the rub. Uh, yeah. Uh, other, other um, of no Alfred Morris. About time for Alfred Morris to to finally find his way out of the league. I think uh, you know. 2012 draftee, but running backs just don't have long shelf life. Well, and to his credit, you know, he probably, as running backs go, got a little bit more mileage than you would have expected Yeah, as a 2012 draftee. So, So, um, it is what it is. Former Tennessee and Georgia tight end, Eli Wolf, cut by the Ravens today. Man, the, the 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 draft or the the cuts are tough to to go through because you know that you know there's just so many really good players out there and and you just go wow how can you cut this guy or whatever sometimes it has to do with a lot of things that aren't necessarily ability related you know injuries uh, salary caps you know a, a guy who maybe commands more from the like an Alfred Morris who commands more from the uh, veteran status and whatnot. So it's tough, and you know, see if those guys land anywhere. We'll let you know if they do. All right, JP, it's time for Top 5 Tuesday. So we're going to take our Top 5 pizzas on the other side of the break. I'm not sure exactly how this is going to go, so... Stick around, because we're just going to make it up as, as it happens. So Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Right back after this. your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at leecompany.com. That's leecompany.com. 
At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic, three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. my mic on <clears throat> it's top five tuesday on southern middle tennessee sports today here's chris and Mike. welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint coming to you live from the lee company studio one quarter hour away from the end of today's show glad to have you with us as we get ready to count down our top five favorite pizza whether it be a pizza joint or a pizza style or a specific flavor of pizza from a pizza joint. I, I don't know. Whatever it is. Because I, I have one, I have like some of all of that. Mm-hmm. Like I have one that's just like, I don't care what it is. This particular place yep. makes great pizza. So I think that's, you know, kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. So Anyway. What's uh, what ha- what have you guys come up with? Uh, you got five. You got any honorable mentions? Surely there are no honorable. Well, JP because of his travels, yeah, probably does have. Let's first tell you that it's brought to you by our friends at Mid South Five mm-hmm. Fitness. Yes, two great locations: one in Columbia, one in Franklin. Dallas Steel and all of his fine folks. Steelathletes.com. That's S T E E L athletes.com check it out now jp uh no honorable mentions i don't believe you yep come on man well it, you know a couple of different ways that i, I do these lists and sometimes like the sports broadcasters i had like 15 mm-hmm. on my list that I actually wrote down to try to pare down that was difficult this is equally difficult to get up to five sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so once I got the fifth one, I'm like, okay, I'm happy. I actually had six. Um, so I guess so I guess I could go with an honorable mention. You might as well. It's, it's on a uh, Detroit deep dish pizza. Just a, just any that style. Yeah. You know, Jets pizza is a, a regular one that serves that style, that kind of rectangle, thick crust. Yeah. Yeah, that's Detroit style. I, I didn't realize there was Detroit had its own style until like a few years ago. Here is one of my 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 controversial food takes. Deep dish pizza is is just lasagna. No. <laughs> I'm just oh. saying it's lasagna on crust. Mm. And I'm I'm just And know. what's wrong with that though? I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, yeah, anyway. Okay, well that so, you know, 
is it still a pizza? I guess maybe it's on a crust. Uh, you could. We had this conversation: is a hot dog a sandwich? It's between two pieces of bread, but is it a sandwich? It's, it's one piece of bread. Okay, it's kind of like a. It's almost like a hoagie. Is a hamburger a sandwich? No, it's a hamburger. Okay, but it's between two pieces of bread. Two. Yeah. Yeah. So, your your point about it's this lasagna sandwich. on a piece of crust is it a pizza? Yes. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. So it's it's funny that we're doing p- fan, uh, pizzas after the story I told you today. That I went. Sarah wanted to have chicken Alfredo mm-hmm. for dinner on okay. so Sunday. She says, "Hey, go to the store and get the stuff for chicken Alfredo." I come back with chicken Alfredo stuff, pizzas, and uh, tortellini. 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 Nice. So apparently, I wanted to eat Italian all week. I, mm. <laughs> I don't mm. know, but anyway, apparently, yep. this is just part of it. Yep. Uh, go ahead and give us your number of five. Me. Yep. All right. Um, probably my my favorite. Um, Takeout or delivery, I guess. Marco's Pizza. I'm a big fan of Marco's. I tell you, their cheesesteak sub is fantastic as well. And they've got these things called pizza bowls. I haven't tried yet. You know what's crazy? So I had the Marco's Pizza cheesesteak sub Mm -hmm. Sunday. Oh, yeah? I was not impressed. You weren't impressed? No. Hmm. Have you had the cheesesteak at Jersey Mike's? Fantastic. Yep. It's good too. Jersey Mike's is solid sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um. Yeah. I. I digress. My number five. Oh, Chicago. And and I need to. I probably need to throw a caveat in. I'm not a big deep dish guy. Because I don't like my. Because you don't like lasagna. No, no, I don't mind lasagna. <laughs> I don't mind lasagna on crust. Even I just. <laughs> I, I just don't necessarily like my ingredients falling off. I, mm. I've got, I'm very conscious about making a mess of myself okay. and eat, it's not so. like tacos where you can just eat it over another shell and have a second a taco second. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. a good point when you run out of crust you run out you of run pizza it's, yeah. it's done so, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> then you're just eating ingredients mm-hmm. but yeah old chicago is my number okay. five uh, my number five is and you guys are gonna give me crap for this but it got me through college and i know you guys have had it hungry howie's Five bucks for a large pizza when I was in college for just a pepperoni and garlic crust. Yes, please. I, I, you know what? That's sneaky good. It really you is. Know, especially at, at that, maybe that time of night. That time and that level, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm not going to give you grief about anything. <laughs> it's so, good. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's good for what it is. Mm-hmm. You just have to sure. know what it is. Yeah. Oh, and to drop back to your comment from a second ago, Marco's Pizza, Yeah, I do like. The pizza, yeah. yeah. It's I mm-hmm. just wasn't into the yeah. cheesesteak sub. Mm. Right. Number four. Number four, I'm going to a place. I think this is a chain, but I know they had it in Charlotte, North Carolina. I remember because it was right across the street from the arena where the Bobcats played, so it would be a late-night eatery. Tons of different beer on tap, but great pizza and brick oven pizza, uh, brick oven, and uh, called Bricks, B-R-I-X-X. Yes. There's one in Cool Springs. Okay, yeah. I, I knew there was a, a chain. But anyway. It probably should be on my list. Yep. It's um, really good. That particular but- pizza there that, that – I was extremely fond of the Quattro Mushroom with arugula. They have like a five cheese pizza mm-hmm. as well that's yeah. pretty good. Like I said, probably should have been on my list, yeah. but haven't been in a while. My number four, and it, it's a chain as well, <laughs> Walmart Market Side Extreme Bacon Pizza. Wow. You know what? The the Walmart pizzas are again sneaky, sneaky good. good. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So yep. and you can get the extra large for like eleven bucks. Yep. You can't beat that. Value so, goes a, yeah, goes a long does. way. It well, does. And value and quality 
Yeah. It goes even farther. Exactly. Yeah, so. All right. All right. There you go. Unexpected on that one. Well done, Mo. Number four for me is DeSano. Any flavor. Doesn't matter. I can't pronounce any of their pizzas. I just point and say, this is the one I want. Because <laughs> they're all... I, I can't pronounce any of them. I just say, this is... I like this one. Let's this go one. with this. Give me that. But DeSano is really good. They've got one that's got like artichokes on it and mushrooms and all kind of great stuff. It's delicious. Um, all right. Uh, I, I did need to add a... Uh, um, an honorable, An honorable mention. Papa Murphy's Take and Bake, by the way. Never had Papa Murphy's. I've never yeah. had Papa Murphy's. Never. Because I, f- I don't understand it. It's fresh. <laughs> it's it's as fresh as it possibly could be because you cook it at home. Well, I mean, what don't you understand? I mean, it, it's... Yeah. I don't understand how this is a business, how you can give me something that's that's uncooked and not frozen. I don't understand. Like, how do you, how do you make that? I, I get it, it's fresh. but it's just it's good. weird. All right. My number three, um, this is a, a homemade pizza. That my wife makes. Um, it's peach season, right? Okay. Peach? Peach. Okay. Peach and prosciutto with a balsamic glaze topped with arugula. Mm. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Wow. Yes. That's interesting. So I'm, not, next, I'm not a peach fan. So next time Soup says, when you come into JP's, mm-hmm. we're going to say next time, next time Jody makes that pizza. There you go. All right. That's interesting. Yep. Um, number three. Number three. My number three is Jets. Okay. Uh, I'm a meats guy, mm-hmm. and they have, uh, is it the Mighty Meaty, maybe? Sounds That's about a, right. Yeah. The, and the, the rectangle crust. Mm-hmm. Um That's my one exception to the, the deep dish, really. Okay. They do a good job with that. Yeah. My number three is the only pizza I've ever had in Chicago, and it's a Piquad's Pizza in Lincoln Park. Okay. Super cheap and really good. Mm-hmm. So again, value and quality. Value and quality. Really good pizza for a really good price. I, I had it on that uh, senior trip with my buddies that we went to ballparks across the country. So anyway, all right. Down to number two. I'm going to go to Chicago as well, um, and you can actually order this, and they'll ship it to you. Oh, I know exactly where you're going, and it's good. Uh, Luminati's. I've. I've I've had it, mm-hmm. and I forgot about it. But you're right; they will ship it to you, and it is delicious. Fantastic deep dish. It's a, deep dish is my favorite style of pizza. Chicago style deep dish, my favorite. It's interesting because yep. I, I I'm not a huge fan either. But you know, Red Baron. <laughs> I lived on that stuff growing up. It's <laughs> my number two. Number one, the local. DBs. Okay. That is good pizza. I don't know this one. Yeah, you do. We DBs. DBs. Oh, DBs. Yeah. Okay. DBs. Yeah. And you're, you're not even going pizza place if you're going local? That was number two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. We're not yeah, we're not done yet. My bad. <laughs> Spoiler alert over I there. too am going local in my number two because Viking Pizza. With the wood fire, dragon fire pizza, it's got the it's kind of like a spicy sauce, but mm-hmm. also it's got some jalapeno on there. But it's it's not Check. it's really Check. really good. Yep. And dra- well, Viking Pizza just does a good job in general. Everything they have there is really good. But the dragon fire is my personal favorite. But uh, go see Viking Pizza out in Spring Hill because it's just fantastic. 
All right. right. Ready for number one? one. Here we go. I'm going to take you all the way down to the Delta, the Mississippi Delta. A little town called Leland, Mississippi. Leland, Leland, Mississippi. Mississippi. Okay, before you take me to Leland, Mm -hmm. you've got to explain to me why you were in Leland. My wife's mother is from Leland. Okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah, go to the Delta at least once a year. So uh, a lot of uh, Italians. Um, in Leland, in, in in the Delta and Greenville area, mm-hmm. all those Italians we got in the French purchase. They um, <laughs> so they <laughs> Louisiana purchase from France. They um, so there's a lot. Of, so there's several Italian uh, restaurants. One in particular, Italian American, called Lillo's, and they uh, they have a pizza there, and you get just a homemade Italian sausage, cheese, and it's a it's a light flaky crust. It comes up on the edge, but it's light and flaky. And uh, tons of cheese, but just like homemade Asian. Italian, true Italian sauce. It's, it's, I'm here yep, for that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. here for it. Well, I my, love the number ones we have to explain because I have one too. Mm-hmm. My, well, my number one needs no explanation. It also needs no announcing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza place. Right. I mean, it's uh, typically it's I have to good. go out of the way for it, but it's worth it. Uh, uh, it's just the right combination of everything. It's not too much cheese. It's not too much tomato sauce. And it's just the right amount of meats. It's good stuff. Uh, I enjoy it every time I go down there. All right. The Italians listening to this show are about to be really mad because my favorite pizza is Saul's Soul Pie out of Post Office Pies in Birmingham, Alabama. And here is how you make it. It is a Red barbecue sauce base. Mm, okay. With I'm okay. sauce barbecue pork. Okay. Oh. Red onions. Yeah. Okay. Aged mozzarella. Uh-huh. You lost me on the onions. Oh, well, it, it, it works. Mm-hmm. The aged mozzarella on top, right? And then the swirl of Alabama white barbecue sauce. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. On. Hello. It's so good. It's, it's worth the trip to Birmingham. Wow. What's the name of the place again? It's Post Office Pies, and it's Saul's Soul Pie. You know, I think I think barbecue on pizza is underrated. It I is. do too. And barbecue sauce, maybe, but chicken barbecue pizza, mm-hmm. un- underrated. I tell underrated. you what else is underrated on pizza is white sauce. White sauce on anything. Yes, the white sauce that it can't be overrated like, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, Red Seven does a great job, mm-hmm. and, and I would put them as an honorable mention on my list. Oh yes, love Red Seven because yes. you can get it so quick, and you get your own pie. It's yes, great. yes, I yeah, I, thank you. Red That's Seven good. has to go there on the on the on the list somewhere. That's going to do mm-hmm. it for today's show. We come back tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. You'll get one hour of us in uh, Franklin County, but stick around tonight for Will Davis and Sports Mix Live on 94.5 The Eagle. Going to be a great show as we continue to get ready for high school football week one. It's going to be fun. On WKOM 101.7 FM, WZYX 94.5, Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else for J.P. Plant, Mo Patton, I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day. Stay cool, Columbia. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee.